Hello and welcome to the Engaging People podcast. My name is Charles Rogel. I'm a senior consultant here at DecisionWise. I'll be moderating today's conversation. Today we're doing another episode of Meet the Consultant, and the consultant that we're going to be talking to today is Thomas Olson. Hey, everyone. So, um, Thomas, I want to kind of have you start off by introducing yourself a bit and talking somewhat about your your background, history. So we'll get into your career background, but first I want you to talk about kind of where you grew up because being a Dane, I find that uh, extremely fascinating about you. I know nothing about Danish people, um, and I just find your taste in music somewhat interesting. Yeah, thank you, uh, <laughs> Charles. So yeah, I, I was born and uh, and raised in Denmark, just outside Copenhagen, which is the, the capital um, of Denmark. Had a pretty normal upbringing, I think. Um, you know, rode my bike everywhere like most Danes. Here do. they do that. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of bikes and uh, there's a lot of rain, so it doesn't really work that well together. But that's just what you still bike do. in the rain. Still bike in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just had a you know a pretty normal childhood. I played basketball. I played uh, American football, is what we call it. We call soccer football over there. But um, just always liked you know kind of the U.S. and and I was actually a foreign exchange student. Oh, okay. In high school, back in high school days. Where'd you go? I went to uh, up by Logan. Okay, in, in, in Utah. Utah. All right. Yeah. And uh, and spent a year there in high school, ran cross country and played basketball and things like that. So Neat. Fun. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit more then about your uh, your educational background, what got you into consulting, all that kind of stuff. Sure. So I, uh, I moved to the U.S. about 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I met my wife, who's from California. I met her over in Denmark, and uh, we got married. She got a little bit homesick. Mm-hmm. I was a little tired of school over there, and so we we, we moved to the U.S. Um, so I've been here about 13 years. And um, Big culture shock for you at the time? You or? know, I, I, I'd been a foreign exchange student, so I'd, I'd lived here for almost a year. And uh-huh. I grew up watching, uh, which is probably yeah, not a yeah. good representation of the U.S., but I, I grew up watching Full House and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... You're, you're down with the culture then. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's part of it. I've had, you know, I've, I've had English since second grade. Actually, okay. since fourth grade. I think now they started in second grade. But mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just watch a lot of movies with just subtitles. So you hear a lot oh, of the, yeah. the American kind of influence there. But yeah, so we moved uh, to the U.S. I went to um, BYU, did an undergrad in business strategy. Okay. I always liked business a lot. And it was... Uh, when I graduated, the economy wasn't amazing, so I, I, I went and worked in a, in a Sears store in California uh, in this national management training uh, program, and, uh-huh. and it, w- it wasn't my dream job, but sure. honestly, it was uh, a good experience to be you know, a leader for these um, hourly employees, and, and really, that was kind of my first Whole uh, you know, step into employee engagement in yeah, a lot yeah. of ways, because you, know, you had to find ways to to motivate some of these employees, they were minimum wage. Um, you know, it wasn't the greatest job in the world, uh, stocking shelves in a retail store. Um, but I tried to give them, you know, experiences that would be valuable to them. And I tried to be a good, good leader for those people. So I liked it. And then I had a chance to come out to our corporate office in Chicago. Cool. Um, so I was at Sears corporate for about two and a half years where I worked in, uh, Supply chain and finance. Was this in the big Sears building downtown Chicago, tallest building? No, so that one is now the Willis Tower. Yeah. Uh, even though locals still like to call it the Sears Tower, but it, they'd moved out outside in the suburbs. Oh, okay. You know, ten years previous, and All so right. uh, big, big campus out there, and uh, you know, but I, I, I learned some great things about you know spreadsheets, data analysis, <laughs> and just kind of you know taking 
big sets of data and analyzing them and, and making um, conclusions based on that and decisions based on that. So that was it was a really good experience. Um, I then had a chance to move back to Utah, um, where I had lived for during school, yeah. um, and I worked at, at Qualtrics, which uh, they do 360 assessments sure. and employee engagement as well. But it's it's more of a uh, hands-off approach where it's just you know the software and and I was just selling the software. But I had a lot of conversations um, with uh, clients about engagement and 360s and things like that. Strategy, yeah. Yeah, but we didn't provide any sort of consulting or anything like that. Yeah. It was just kind, kind of, of here's the login. Yeah, do it yourself. Um, and I liked it so much that I decided to go back to school. So I, I pivoted and I, I went back to uh, to do a full-time MBA at BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a really good HR track. Um, they now call it strategic HR. Uh, it was called organizational behavior and, yeah. and human resources, but now it's called strategic HR. Okay. Um, and during that time, I had a really interesting internship at Cisco in the Bay Area, where I was on this um, team analytics and research team. So they have this big uh, leadership and team intelligence part of their HR function. Sure. So it's this huge team that deals with basically just like listening to employees and team wow. analytics and things like that. So, uh-huh. you know, they devote a lot of resources to that. So it was really interesting. Um, I worked on a project around trying to tie KPIs and revenue to engagement, um, which, you know, I think engagement is, is sometimes, it's hard to tie that to revenue. Right, that's, that's the and panacea, so, right? Yeah. That's what everyone's looking for. And how there that, was. How did it work? No, that's a good question. So there was, we, we looked at, I looked at the sort of the 25 best teams in sales mm-hmm. and found that those were also uh, some of the highest revenue attaining teams. Um a lot of them were, you know, ten percent higher than than most of the other teams in huh. revenue attainment. So the so, best teams were the most engaged teams, or what was the what were yeah? You so it, yes, okay. The, the best teams measured in engagement that oh, those okay. were um, also and, the best performing. Yeah. yeah. So there was a correlation there. So the next step was to, you know, sit down and talk to those managers, figure out what are they doing differently, and and what can we, what can we learn from them, and then take that and apply that to sure. to all the different teams cool. at Cisco. Um, and then the bigger team, we were there was ten MBA interns from different schools around the country, and we, um, our big project was uh, helping um, Cisco manage employee engagement during times of transition. So mm. we came up with different ideas to how to how to do that. Yeah. Um, I then went uh, full time with Polaris. Um, they make razors, Rangers, Indian motorcycles. Um, spent some time as an HR business partner. So. Um, I feel like that's really helped me. In Minnesota? In Minnesota, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was uh, very cold. It was negative 52 <laughs> last winter. Nice. And uh, so you just don't... I didn't go to work that day. I worked from home. Yeah. I just didn't want to chance it. Yeah. That yeah. My car Car would, dying or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, a good experience. I had. Uh, I got to work with, with some really interesting business leaders and, and just deal with a lot of those issues that I think a lot of our clients here decision-wise deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I, I came to decision wise, I've always been, as you can kind of tell from my background, I have always been interested in employee engagement and, um, and just leadership development, change management and, and things like that. So with an analytical kind of, yeah, I think, I think it is important to, you know, and that's something that I've seen here is, you know, we, we look at the data and we look at the results that come in from the, from the engagement survey. Uh And then we try to make you know, recommendations based out of, out of data 
um, and not necessarily, you know, we look, we have to open them to comments, but um, that's just a little part of it. Interesting. Okay. So, so then um, talk about, I guess, your role now with DecisionWise, your approach to working with clients. Sure. Um, so I think, um, you know, like I said, I, I've had, you know, the last uh, couple of years I've spent in HR. And so I think for me, it's, it's important to just get to know the clients that, yeah. that we're working with and, and understand a little bit about them and, and what their responsibility is. And then also um, just understand where the, the company is and, and what, what are some of the things that's been happening in the last couple of years. Um, I just think that's an important part of engagement is understanding changes that have happened. Um, you know, has there been leadership transitions, big leadership transitions, mm -hmm. new CEO? Has there been mergers and acquisitions um, and things like that? I think that's just just to have that kind of good base um, for understanding the company and also who, you know, who we're working with sure. directly at the company. Um, and then I think, you know, what's what's the goal and, and what is it that that our client is, is wanting to to accomplish with this engagement survey or, you know, engagement survey? Are there certain things that they already kind of know? Mm -hmm. Do they have a hunch about what's been going on? And, and we have worked with clients, some clients for, you know, several years. And so we have an idea of some of the things that that happened last year and some of the things that that they've been working on, you know, in the previous year. Yeah. Measure against those those initiatives. Um, so in terms of, I guess, your philosophy on engagement and leadership, how, how do you, how do you kind of encapsulate that? Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's a good question. I think, I think it's important for, you know, and that's, that's one of the conversations we would have on our, on our calls with our clients is, is there buy-in from, from the executives? Yeah. Is this something that HR is championing or is this something that came down from, you know, is this something the CEO really wanted? Um, and if not, you know, are there ways that we can get that buy-in? Because I think to, I think one of the important things for me, and I've seen engagement surveys done at companies I've been at over the years where um, changes were made based on the engagement survey. And I felt like, man, they listened to, to yeah. us, to the employees. Right, right. And I've been at other organizations or companies where, we did an engagement survey and then, you know, nothing happened. Sure. And there wasn't anything communicated. There was nothing. And then you just, you know, you feel as an employee like it didn't really matter. Right. And then you're not as motivated to, time. to do it again. Yeah. Um, so for me, that's, you know, it's important to, to get that, that leadership buy-in, um, you know, both from HR but also from, from executives. Um, and then I think it's it's important not to have, you know, not to, to get an engagement survey back and then try and fix everything right, on there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's important to just take two or three uh, items on there and say, you know, these are the things that we're going to focus on mm -hmm. for the next year. And something tangible, again, that you can, you know, like I said, I think it's very important to communicate to the employees. Here's, here's some of the results from the survey. Here's some of the things that we see as issues and here's some of the things that we're going to do um you know just to, to show that that you're listening and that you are going to make um changes based on the feedback yeah but don't bite off more than you can chew yeah um and so then in terms of you know client success stories or examples maybe of, of how things have worked well or not so well what kind of um what kind of ideas or experience would you share 
Yeah, so I, I worked um, during my MBA. I worked, I did this, this kind of side project with a small tech company here in Utah. Uh-huh. Um, less than 100 people. Um, and we we did kind of a standard employee engagement survey. And uh, and I also did 360s for the executive team. So there's about 10 of them. Okay. And, uh, you know, there were some, some interesting things. You know, like any other startup, I think they have a, there's a lot of, of small things that need to be fixed here and there. And mm-hmm. so, you know, there was things that came back that was um, just really valuable to the executive team. They'd never thought about and hmm. things that they yeah. had no know, idea. Yeah, no idea about. And some of them were, like I said, were just small things that were easy to change. Some of them were a little bit, um, you know, more sensitive issues mm-hmm. that that we had to figure out how to, how to communicate back to the employees that yeah. there were going to be changes made. Um, the the 360 was really interesting. The CEO got some really, you know, you'd, you'd say harsh feedback. Mm-hmm. He got some really honest feedback, and uh, I think feedback that he hadn't expected. Yeah. Um, but he was, he had buy-in. He was really, huh. you know, ready, ready for the it. for the survey, or he was ready for this 360 to come back. Yeah. And so, you know, even though that was it was kind of a tough uh, conversation, and it was tough sitting in a meeting with with him and, and his executives, but, you know, I was kind of the facilitator there and, and just helped talk through some of the things we talked about a lot of his strengths too, but yeah. there really was a lot of, um, you know, feedback that was, that was hard for him to hear, but he made some really good changes, um, over the next couple of months that, that really made an impact, um, on that, on that company. So that was a really, um, you know, that was really kind of the first, engagement survey that I was part of. Yeah, yeah. First experience, and then yeah. you, your eyes were open, and then you were addicted to it, right? After yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to do more of this. Well, that's excellent. Well, Thomas, uh, thank you very much for the, the brief in- introduction today. Thanks, everyone, for joining our podcast today, and we look forward to having you join us on a future podcast.